zone, make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit, let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from Granite Credit Union. It's the grand opening of their Sugarhouse Branch, branch location, 1479 East, 2100 South, really just on the corner of 15th East, 21st South, right across from Sugar House Park. Austin Horton producing today uh, back at our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. And of course, here with me at Granite Credit Union, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Hi, Jake. How are you? What's up, Gordon? You know, this uh, we're in my wife's uh, neck, of, neck of the woods. This is where my, my wife grew up in Sugar House. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know so that. we're right across from the park. I, we go to Sugar House Park a lot. Well, it's a beautiful park. Yeah, you just, you know, spent a lot of time there growing up, and uh, we end up there quite a bit as a family, and yeah, now we're here at Granite, right across the way. New location. It's beautiful. I had a secret meeting at Sugar House Park once. Wow, that sounds nefarious. That wasn't nefarious, but it was... Were you were you going to knock over a casino? What, no. uh... Was it with Nixon? <laughs> no, I cannot reveal what it had to do with, but... Uh, Even was, more nefarious. It was... Oh. Uh, on a picnic bench in a far corner of the park. Was it was it a personal matter or a professional matter? Uh, it was professional. Uh, is is there anyway. no longer a human soul walking this planet <laughs> because of that meeting? No. No, please. Like, this person needs to go. Was that ever no, uttered? No, not at all. Not is, at this, all. is this really where Kevin Graham went when he left the last time? <laughs> No, 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 no. I had nothing to do with that. Anyway, uh, but, uh, but, but that's what you bring up as a nefarious meeting you can't tell us about? Uh, that's what can't. Sugar House Park isn't about sledding or the ducks or the wonderful open spaces or any of that. It's some midnight meeting that you can't talk about? It was mid-morning, uh, but it was, uh, it was uh, significant. Anyway, uh, that's just a little aside. But you can't tell us about I it? I can't. Sorry, I wish I could. But it was... It was all on the hush-hush. Well, pick a story about ducks next time or something you can talk about. Well, I've I got some duck stories over there, too. I, I, I mean, I, I got, uh, you know, various uh, experiences there with my kids playing sports and whatnot. When ice blocking there as a kid at Sugar House Park. Who doesn't have a million stories and you're talking about meeting Deep Throat and you can't talk about it? <laughs> 
Last time I was, uh, no, I guess it wasn't the last time, but uh, I guess uh, we were over there with my my now four-year-old who was a little younger, a little more than the toddler, and she got steamrolled by Ooh. those ducks. You know, they were, they, they, she was in between them and the bread, and that's not where you want to be when you're basically the same size as the duck. I know a former college football player, big, tough guy, scared to death of ducks, of any bird. I don't know whether he saw the movie The Birds when he was a kid or something. It just freaked him out. I, I was at a, I was sitting on a, uh, on an outdoor patio, uh, eating with a said individual and a group of people, and there was a pond next to it, and <laughs> a duck came waddling over. He jumped up and ran away like, uh, like it was a pterodactyl. So he's not staying at the Peabody Motel anytime soon. Hotel. Is that, a, uh, is, that a, is that a bird uh, refuge? No, the Peabody Ducks. You don't, not no. a thing to you? Not a, never know. heard of the Peabody mo- no. Uh, Hotel? No. What is it? It's a hotel that uh, they all have ducks in their hotel. <laughs> That's their claim to fame? The Peabody Ducks. You've never heard of that? No. Isn't, isn't it in Kentucky? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to Google it. I actually thought it was a chain. Oh. It, but you can confirm, Austin, that I'm not taking crazy pills here and you've heard of the peabody ducks, i mean it right? sounded so familiar that i thought of kentucky so I, exactly i mean usually it's gordon who brings something up and you and i have no idea what he's talking about in this case it's me maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm in no, 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 no i'm not suggesting that you're wrong i just seems I like you're the type of guy who would have stayed at the peabody hotel that's <laughs> that's why i'm oh is, I'm it, is it a nice place that's yeah i think that's the rep ah and they have wow. ducks what a lame start to the show sure how is. did we do that I don't How know. did that happen? We were talking about Sugar House Park. Yeah, right. And you were in some meeting you can't tell us about. Yeah, I, w- I wish I could, but I can't. Well, then why'd you bring it up? Because it was. It, it, that's what I think of when I go there. We're here at Granite Credit Union. And uh, sure are. we're going to be telling you about what they've got going on uh, throughout the show. But there is a, a food truck here if, uh, if you want to come uh, scratch that hunger itch. Gordon, uh, Chirology. Which I've got to think is uh, churros. Churros. So you could you could get into some churros over there. I bet. So is, are all churros desserts, or can you make a churro into a meal? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what like like stuff some ground beef in the middle or something. <laughs> oh, like oh, maybe everything uh, seems to be transitioning I don't these know. days. I don't know. Go ask them. They, I mean, with a food truck like Chirology, they probably know their churros, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm, get well, out there and, I, I'm looking at those two individuals sitting on the curb right there, eating their, happily eating their churro, looking very, very uh, satisfied. So they do a lot at Granite for their grand openings. They want to uh, let the community know they're here. They're a, they're a community credit union. It's a big deal. We've we've uh, done a couple of these now, Gordon, and uh, they're always a lot of fun. So drop by and see us here at their new Sugar House location, 2100 South, 1500 East. And we'll talk about all the other stuff, you know, uh, you know, mortgage loans and auto loans and those sorts of things. Now's the time to get a loan. Money's basically yeah, free. It, it, so. Last time we were at, uh, I, I can't remember the exact location, but they were giving money away. Oh, yeah, wasn't they it were. like one, one and a fraction percent? Yeah, it was. it's pretty crazy out there. So yeah. uh, drop by and see us. Uh, we'd be happy to say hi. We've got a nice like fire feature. Look at that. Although now that I look at it, I think that's like steam or something with lights on it. Yeah, that's what it is. At first, I thought, you know, I should have brought like a marshmallow or something. (laughs) 
No, I but think, nobody can see that, so nobody I'm, cares. I'm not sure that would work. Uh, living in SLC says Peabody in downtown Memphis. Okay, so Austin, you weren't far off. You were one state over. I was in Tennessee. Okay, all right. Yeah, so there you go. Is it right. just one? Apparently, I'll Google it during the break. But I can't believe you haven't heard of the Peabody no, Ducks. I haven't. Oh, all right. All right. I've heard of the uh, the Mighty Ducks. Thanks, Emilio. <laughs> Quack, 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 Mr. Duckworth. What's he up to these days? Oh, they're doing a remake, a relaunch on Disney Plus of the Mighty Ducks. So what you're saying is career is in the toilet. It's about the same, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and what you're saying is is that it's slim days in the Estevez (laughs) household. Ever since they killed him in the first Mission Impossible. I mean, I get it that the kids kids are more than happy to go back to that well, but he was— he was a superstar at yeah, one well, point, right? A you know, superstar, but he was up and coming. Actor. Superstar, of course, he was a superstar. Young Guns, Breakfast right. Club, yeah, Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Emilio had it going. I mentioned Men Mission at work. Impossible. Men Please. at work. So, yeah. so, what happens to people like that? Who's who? Who have a big success early Debt. on, and then and then fade away? Uh, is, is it? Uh, are they okay? Do they? Uh, what do I you mean, mean, okay. Well, I mean, uh, you know, if they. I haven't seen him in anything. Is he, like, working trade shows or something? I mean, what's he doing? Mighty Ducks remake, I'm telling you. Well, which yeah, means but now, he's, but he's, what's he been doing for Which the means he's got, he's got debts. Probably gambling. <laughs> he, uh, he's working a traveling carnival. Uh, he's working the dart game. Circle back to was that. Was he the one that was uh, one of the mystery uh, participants in uh, – in that uh, in that uh, poker gambling uh, thing uh, that that movie was about with what's her name? Wow, that's a that very was, vague yeah. question. That was a real specific uh, description you, you had there. You know what I'm talking about? The movie you with the, the people and they talked and, and the, they played a card and, game. And, and there's cards and, and people. It's the uh, attorney that helps her. And uh, it's, you it's know, played by who's the who's the they were, they were in the room. Who's the <laughs> actress? Were at the <laughs> table and Jessica Chastain. Was, oh, uh, Molly's play. Game. Molly's yeah, Game. Yeah, I've seen that movie. You knew all along, jerk. <laughs> Took you a while to get there. Yeah, it did. No, that there's, was, there's a sports connection to that wasn't movie. That Toby, Her name's Molly Bloom. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that, who was that? Toby McGuire? Who was the one guy? Carl Lewis. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Carl Arkin. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Carl Weathers. I think uh, Toby McGuire got caught up in a web. Thomas Hayden Church. Let's see what I said. Caught up in a web. Uh, that's um, like uh, six Spidermans ago. <laughs> Whatever. Spiderman? Spiderman. That was like the... That was, Spiderman? That's was no the, Batman or Superman. <laughs> that was the turn of the century, Spiderman. Watch out for Aquaman. Hi. Hi, I'm Bert Spiderman. <laughs> I'm here to sell you, sell you uh, life insurance. Um, All right. You could have gone Seabiscuit or something, you know, at least a couple of years more recent. Well, Seabiscuit after Spider-Man? Spider-Man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a great oh, way to man. start the show. Uh, should we should we talk college football? What, what people are here for? Spider-Man. No, before that, you said a wooden guy who was in uh, Sideways or whatever that was. The Lowell Mather? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Hayden Church, yeah. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, Lowell Mather. Uh-huh. You didn't watch much uh, Wings, huh? No. Oh, I loved Wings. Oh, it was a great show. Antonio Scarpacci. Uh, Scarpacci? Scarpacci, yeah. The only good part of the movie Men in Black? 
Mr. Monk. Uh. Men in Black? Yeah. <clears throat> you didn't like Men in Black? No. You did? Yeah. Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> Who's the one guy? It's terrific. Who's the old guy? What's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. He's a great actor. I like Tommy Lee Jones, sure. He, he doesn't win them all, though. Recalculating. <laughs> 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 because that Batman he was in wasn't terrific either. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Batman. Excuse me. Jeez. <laughs> okay. You with me? I am. Can we talk college football now? Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, Austin, go ahead. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jaron Hall mentioned in the press conference at the end of last week that he would be practicing this week. Has he been, has he been practicing this week? Lonnie is the only one that will talk about injuries, but... Um, yeah, he's out there. All right, Gordon, let's talk about uh, the Cougs. They've got the mighty Bulls of South Florida coming to town. Jaron Hall uh, uh, got the wind knocked out of him, according to him, but there's probably a little little tough guy talking there, uh, I would guess. Uh, Hans, I thought Hans was insightful on this, just his, giving his opinion, not uh, not knowing officially what the injury is. Hant speculated maybe some bruised ribs in there, some stuff that mm, can make you a bit uncomfortable. So what do they do with him for this weekend in a game in which the Magic Vegas predicting wizard has him uh, winning by 65? <laughs> 23. But... So what do you do with Jaron Hall? You've got the Aggies looming. Uh, next Friday. And that could be a showdown of undefeated teams. Yeah. I mean, don't sleep on Boise State, of course, but Utah State has more than held their own this year. So what do you do? Oh, throw into the mix. You've got a more than capable backup in Baylor Romney, who's won big games for you in the past. So it's not like you're throwing a true freshman in there or anything. Well, I guess it depends. It depends on how badly injured he is. I mean, this is one thing I can't stand. When people lie about what their condition is. I hate this crap. Let's just say what happened. If you don't know, then don't say, oh, it's just I got the wind knocked out of me. Tell the truth. No, he's not going to do that because then they're going to go after it. I understand why athletes don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like in such a public setting, why play games like that? Because you don't want to hang a sign on you that says, hit me here. (laughs) I wouldn't do it either. You don't have to specify the particular rib. Say, (laughs) I got the wind knocked out of me. Put a X on your uniform right there. So the next 250-pound wild man that tried to take my head off wouldn't redirect to my injury. Yeah, but we don't even know if he's going to play. That's not getting the wind knocked out of you. But that's what you're complaining about is why didn't he come out and say, oh, yeah, they roughed me up good. Of course he's not going to do that. Well, then then the coach should come out and say what's going on. That accomplishes the same thing. It does, but, uh, I mean, take it off the shoulders of the athlete. But let let your fans know whether you're whether you're. Why your do they care what the fans know? Why does that? What does that matter to them? The fans are paying the bill. And they're going to continue to go. Well, Are they going to not watch the game because don't like they don't deception. know the exact uh, – you don't like deception? No. Man, that's part of what makes college football great. You ever look into that old Mike Leach story when he was at Oklahoma where he uh, uh, took a page out of uh, 
I can't remember. I guess the British book in World War II where they uh, they dropped the fake battle plans onto the – anyway, Mike Leach dropped a fake play sheet or whatever for the <laughs> other team to find. I can't remember who – it was like it was, a big game. It was Texas. Was it Texas? It was the yeah, Red was River the, shootout. Yeah. It's like a huge game. And here's Mike Leach like, okay, we're going to give them some phony intel here, which you know they're going to use, and we're going to play it to our advantage. I mean, it's Britain. Well, but that's, I love their, that that's their own fault. That's the opponent's own fault. So it would be falling for that one. But when you're when you were when you're you're hearing it directly from the coach, then you should be able to trust what it is. <laughs> so if the coach did, uh, did, So if the coach completely lied about the injury <laughs> and they bought it, that would be their own fault? No. Is that what you're getting no, at? No, because the coach shouldn't lie. Well, he's not lying. He's just not being was, uh, forthcoming what, about the what, facts. What was, the, uh, was the game plan for Oklahoma? Was it, like, notarized with a signature on there? I don't know, man, but I love the deception of it. Uh, it part of, hey, got to be on your game. I got the wind knocked but out of me. The guy can barely to... breathe. He's How got, do you got... know that? I don't know. <laughs> don't uh, know. Who's, who's saying? Who, who brought this up in the first place that he might not play? Where's this coming from? Well, rumblings. I don't know if there's an official report out there, but of course you would wonder about it after the way he left the game the last time. Wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Okay. But was, uh, I mean, all I heard Kalani say is I'm not a doctor, but he's got doctors around him that he can rely on. I mean, it's, it's honestly a pain management thing probably, but it's moreover, it's an exposure to risk then. Can you come out of there with a win with uh, with Baylor Romney as opposed to Jaron Hall? Give Jaron Hall a, a week to, uh, I guess, feel better, but also not be at risk of, of uh, injury. If you've got bruised ribs or a cracked rib or anything along those lines, I don't think you can throw a football. Have you ever injured your ribs? I have. It's, it's it horrible. It's painful. Yeah, but we are mere mortals, uh, Gordon. We are, we're talking about athletes in the at the peak of their prime. I don't know. It's their own personal decision. I'm how, old, sure. how old were you when you hurt your ribs? Oh, like early 30s. Oh, so you were yeah, well, you were still young. I don't know if I was still young or not, but yeah, it, it hurt a lot. It does. Right. But again, I, nobody would ever. I've broken ribs. Even, no even in my early 20s, nobody was confusing me for Jaron Hall, man. Oh, yeah, but he's a human being. Right. It was in an impeccable physical condition. I don't know. I got the wind knocked out of me. Come on. You hear those? You know, if you get the wind knocked out of you, okay, two minutes later, you're breathing normal again. again. he's not going to hang a sign around his neck that says, hit me here, nor should he. <laughs> that sounds stupid. Well, he doesn't have to say specifically what was wrong with him, but he got more than the wind knocked out of him. You know, so it's a lie. Isn't that an honor code violation? I don't know. I can't. You, you, you pick on the weirdest causes. I just whatever. What difference does this so, make to anybody? So the question is then: Will he play or will he not? Right. And, and does it matter? Uh, I think it does matter. I mean, I don't know. I mean, anybody can beat you on any given day. Uh, yeah. South Florida, you know, they they beat Jaron Hall once before. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure. I think Baylor Romney is extremely capable as a backup, but if he's got injured ribs then you don't play him, you don't play him. There's no way you can't because he probably can't perform up to, up to snuff anyway. 
you break you break Darren Hall's ribs or or now crack his ribs break? or bruise him. If you bruise his ribs and then put him in a quarterback derby with Baylor Romney, guess who's not going to win? I don't think you turn anything into a derby. Well, I'm, what are you I'm talking, talking about there? I'm talking about before the season starts. If they're in the middle of a competition and you bruise Jaron Hall's ribs, then Baylor Romney's going to perform better than Jaron Hall. You know, it's funny you make that point. I hear what you're making, but it's funny you make that today. You know what today I'm pretty sure is the 20th anniversary of? What? Uh, Tom Brady, Wally Pippen, Drew Bledsoe. Oh, well, whatever. I'm just saying that you can't perform at the level – you normally perform at if you have bruised ribs. Well, if I th- that's what it is, we don't even know what it is. All we know is that he said he had the wind knocked out of him. Well, now you're talking about a quarterback controversy. Which I no, I'm not talking about a quarterback controversy. I'm talking about a decision made for this one particular game. And if dude's got bruised ribs, then Baylor Romney is probably better than Jaron Hall. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So if he's better, then you play him. And you sit Jaron Hall. Don't it, cut Jaron Hall. Just sit. You go with whoever can, gives you the best chance to win on a given day. I think I think the point is, though, that um, you would give the BYU a chance to win if you were a quarterback. So what risk do you take? What, no, South I, I Florida South is South Florida. Not that bad. They're, they're – not terrific. No, but they're not that bad. They're not. They, their defense is barely existent, from what I can tell. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they, maybe that's struggled. maybe that's an arrogant attitude to take, but it's it's something you have to take into consideration when planning out the future of your schedule and and your team performing at its highest at the right time. And if you're BYU and you think you have the opportunity to make a little bit of a run here, you got to think about that stuff. And so maybe you do take an uberly cautious approach, and if he's uh, you know feeling any pain whatsoever, you just uh, say sit this one out, Tiger, and uh, you know let uh, you know let the t- your teammates go out there and and get a win for you. Uh, but maybe you want to see him get some reps. Maybe Jaron Hall is somebody that needs on the field action, which I think is true. So I don't know. It's it's that balancing act. I don't know how, but you can be conservative. I do believe that that you have the ability if you want to to be conservative because you should beat this team no matter what. Well, one thing that uh, lends itself to your, what you're saying there is that, well, Jaron Hall is not Jaron Hall if he can't run. If you're not going to let him run, and if you're not going to let him, if you, why wouldn't you let him run? Because you're going to get hit. Well, you, you don't think he can stand back there and sling it against USF? Uh, well, that's a big part of his game is the fact that he's mobile. And uh, if, you, if you're afraid he's going to get hurt in an extended way, then right, you don't play him. But my number one reason for not playing him is to win. Who's in the best shape to win that particular game? And I think Baylor Romney is a better quarterback than Jaron Hall with bruised ribs, if that's what he has. We don't even know. All we know is that they might not play him, supposedly. You said broken ribs earlier. No, I was just, we don't know. We don't know what he's got. What if he has several broken ribs and one punctured lung? If he's, if he's got a broken rib, he ain't playing. Uh, 
Luck. Goes out there looking like uh, is that a fife and drum I hear? Oh, you know frog, why that's frog an, man with like uh, air tanks on his back? You know why that's an inappropriate joke? Because of my guy Tyrod Taylor, who I will never think of that injury the same way again. Where he's he's getting all set to play for the Chargers last year, and he's going to make a start, and they puncture his lung. Oh yeah, you remember that story? Yeah, that was not good. That is terrible. Yeah. Do you think Justin Herbert had that done? <laughs> it went Tony like Northern Harding Colorado like, hey, style. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and puncture that lung? That's a that's a pretty cold move. If that's what Justin did, that's he's just a well, that's ice cold. <laughs> that is ice cold. All right, we're here at Granite Credit Union. It's the grand opening of their Sugar House location. Come by and see us. Fifteenth East, twenty one hundred South. Full financial services, uh, savings and checking accounts, auto, v, uh, visa, and mortgage loans. Come by, see their beautiful new location. More of the big show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies square off against Boise State for a big Mountain West Conference battle at Maverick Stadium. Hear all the play-by-play action on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with a pregame show Saturday morning at 9. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your Cougars at 30 update here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network, part of the big show this afternoon. Aaron Roderick, BYU's offensive coordinator, was asked about the last time BYU took on the USF Bowls. It didn't go so well, and does that matter at all this time around? Yeah, it comes into play a lot. So a good number of our starters, the guys we're counting on, played in that game. James Empey, Clark Barrington, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, Neal and Gunner and Peeney. You know, Tyler Algier played in that game. There's a lot of guys played in that game and remember how awful that felt. You know, you got to respect the game. You got to respect every opponent. And these guys are they have our attention. They've played two very good teams in NC State and Florida State. And then they got a good win last week. So we'll be ready. It's Cougars at 30 Update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster Killer, Handsome Rob Pastrami, Fajita, or Killer Breakfast Burritos. And don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off I-15 inside Timpanogos Harley-Davidson, that's Marley's. More of the Big Show next, brought to you by Big O' Tires. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. BYU welcomes South Florida to Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday for a showdown against the Bulls. Your home for the best coverage of Cougar football is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from Granite Credit Union. Their new Sugar House location. It's the grand opening, 15th East, 21st South. Come by, uh, grab a churro, and uh, find out what the good folks here are all about. Uh, this branch is, is beautiful, Gordon. We've done a couple of these now, these grand openings, and uh, I don't know uh, who's doing their architecture work and interior design and all that stuff, but they're doing a good job. Yeah, very These nice. These places are super cool. Yeah, I could see uh, I could see you living in a space like this. Jake. Yes, <laughs> I could. <laughs> I, I could make myself right at home, no doubt. <laughs> uh, I think it's cool. We I, th- I think we talked to Tammy about this last time we we're here. They're kind of doing their you know, customer service in a bit of a different way, not the traditional cold interaction with a teller. There's like individual uh, stations where you're going to make much more, I I would think, like human interaction. You know what I mean? As opposed to like those old banks from the, I don't know, whatever uh, period you're thinking. The Gothic uh, structure. Right, where the, the, the tellers are like, you know, there's like a cage between you and the and the patrons, and there's just these cold lines of people that goes out the door. You know, not that. You know, uh, I don't know what kind of bank you're banking at, but uh, I opened my first banking account at a uh, at a place. Uh, I think it was like uh, I don't know what it was called. It was a smaller outfit, but it was it, there weren't any bars, <laughs> there wasn't any cages. And that was when I was like, uh, because I had a job early. You would have been proud of me, Jake. My um, first job had it when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. Delivering papers every morning. 77 dailies and 156 Sundays. Well, not every morning. Every morning. No, well, there was a morning you didn't deliver them. Yeah, but out of four years, you know, that's not bad. No, that's not every morning. Darn close. Chucked them in anyway, the river. So I had to, so I had, I was making bank. So I had to put my money someplace. Bank? You're making bank? You know, I, I admire you getting a job uh, uh, at a young age and all my friends who delivered papers, but I always thought, you know what, that that's not for me. <laughs> and this is somebody who took a job as a janitor, mind you, would rather do that than, than deliver papers. At, when, how old were you when you were a janitor? Fourteen uh, or fifteen? Oh, really? Yeah. Aren't there child laws against it? Uh, not in this case. There's a janitor at an elementary school very close to your house. Well, I, uh, I I did go to work early. My dad thought it was important to uh, teach one to work hard. As he probably did all of the work and you slept. <laughs> Not true. Uh-huh. Not true, baby. Uh-huh. I was out there on my bike come rain, shine, snow, hail. Yeah. I was out there delivering those papers, man. That's not what happens to most parents whose kids get a paper out. Those are back in the days. Now they deliver stuff, uh, you know, via car and whatnot. I, I did the car. My dad went with me on Sundays because the papers were so big. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Probably every, Mondays, every other Tuesday, day, Wednesday. no way, baby. That was my thing. Uh-huh. I was out there bright and early before the crack of dawn doing my job. Sure you would. What happened to you now? What do you mean? Roll out of the rack at the crack of noon. No, no, I don't. But, you know, I mean, that doesn't... I, I burn in the midnight oil. Have a cheese sandwich in your pajamas for lunch. <laughs> this is one place you can't go after me, man. I've been working two jobs for a long, long time. Oh, man. Mr. One Job. Wimp. One Job and two young kids. 
Yeah, there's nothing wimpy about that. No, no. Uh, all right, we are here at Granite, though. Please uh, drop on by and see us. We've got a busy day on the on the show coming up today at 3. Jordan Pendleton is going to jump on with us. PK will be on with us at 4 o'clock. We'll do what's going on coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. By the way, a little update on our conversation earlier in the show. Our good friend, uh, Ute Trailer, said that uh, he, he texted in uh, or tweeted, I actually have a customer whose name is Donna Batman. Batman, but she pronounces Batman? it Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Donna Batman. Let's get her on the show. I, I think Spider-Man has a nice ring to it. I really do. <laughs> Bert Spider-Man. It's, it's got to be in some sort of sales, right? Bert Superman. Spider-Man. Yeah. Superman. I, I knew a salesperson named Barbie Snowball. <laughs> True story. Friend of mine. Worked with her. How many fibs can you tell in that's, one that's Honest to goodness truth. There's no, there's no lie. Barb uh, Snowball. Snowball. I mean. <laughs> you are the worst. It's true. There's uh, there's another thing I want to get to. And maybe we'll do this coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, our guy, Bruce Feldman, uh, partnered up with Antonio Morales for a piece in The Athletic. Uh, headlined. Uh, how USC crashed a friggin' Ferrari of talent and what it means for the next head coach. Yeah. And uh, these two did a – it's really good. They go through it. They talk to a bunch of USC former coaches. They talk to uh, other coaches in the Pac-12. They talk to high school coaches, and they go in-depth on, on kind of where things have gone wrong over the past several years with USC. But I thought – not only did it uh, cast some interesting insight on what's going on there, but there was actually, I think, some stuff that we can take from about overall college football and some of the discussions we've had over the years. Sure. I mean, look, if you're going to drive a Ferrari, you better be able to drive and drive hard. Well, that's not true. I mean, I, you don't even have to be able to see to drive a Ferrari. I've seen uh, Senable Woman. I never saw that. Surprise! Was someone only blind? Saw parts of it. Somewhat dri- blind. That's the whole movie. And he was driving. Yes. Well, it's like it- the most famous scene in that movie. How that he or do the that? dancing one. Okay, how's he do that? Uh, yeah, somebody telling him where to go. Oh. Well, I've had that before. Telling people telling me where to go. Never seen *Sensible Woman*. Mm-mm. Austin, you've seen this movie, I. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. You should. I've smelled the *Sensible Woman*. Never seen it. More next. Stay tuned on the big show. Barb Snowball. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Tampa Bay. That defense, is that championship-level defense? They've given up a lot of points through two games. Without a doubt. You can't convince me that Tampa could go into Green Bay. The quarterback can throw three interceptions and still walk out of there with a win if they didn't have a good defense. The defense won last year's Super Bowl for him. I know what Brady did. I'm not trying to take away from his shine. One thing I would definitely tip my hat to, and unfortunately have to, is the fact that they were able to keep their entire team together. 
together. After winning a Super Bowl, I don't remember if that's ever been done before. So they're just as strong as ever. And if they don't lose this week against the Rams, I have a hard time figuring out when they're going to drop one. They could very well go through the season unscathed. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Uh, let's hear from Cole Fotheringham, who jumped on the big show on Monday, talking to us about what to expect out of the Cougars from Washington State. They're actually pretty similar to what we played last year. They're always a tough team. Not as much movement up front as San Diego State, but they do like to move their guys around and make it a little hard for the offense to pick up the blitzes and to perform in the running game. So we got to prepare hard this week again. And they got some playmakers. This update brought to you by Football Friday, which is presented by Stonehaven Dental. At Stonehaven Dental, they say yes, yes to free exam and x-ray for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to a great deal for dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule your appointment today. College football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. It's an early start for the Aggies as they square off against Boise State and Logan. Hear all the play-by-play action on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with a pregame show Saturday morning at 9. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Like a latitude song Makes me feel like a madman on the run Find it never, never It's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. We have some uh, scheduling updates, a shift around, if you will. Uh, Jordan Pendleton's now going to join the show at 4.30. PK is going to be on the show as originally scheduled coming up at 4. So stay tuned for that. So, Jake, what would you do? Let's say that uh, Jaron Hall is dinged up beyond having the wind knocked out of him. Let's say he he has some some leftover pain. Um, what, what do you do if you're the coach? You know, Gordon, I, I, I take a page from Tom Thibodeau and I just play him and I play him hard right into the ground. (laughs) And if he can't go next week, so be it. I'm sorry. Uh, I I would be cautious with him um, just because I think BYU is going to beat South Florida regardless, you know, and so be cautious with it. I think, you know, that that game against Utah State has a potential to be a really good one. And and I do think BYU, by by going three and thus far, has positioned themselves really well to go on a bit of a run. They have. They've they've come through some tough games. I mean, Arizona maybe wasn't uh, the toughest team in the world, but beating Utah and Arizona State, I mean, that puts them in, in really a good position to rattle off some games and make some noise. So I, I want to be careful with that. And this is the first game they've had where they really don't have, 
You know, they don't start. It's BYU. They play these tough non-conference early games. They don't have Weber State at the beginning of the schedule. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so now you've got a game where maybe the pressure is off a little bit and you can't afford to be a little more cautious. Although you do have to be careful about that kind of thing. You know? Let's say, let's say they did that and things didn't go well early on. And uh, all of a sudden, the other guys are gaining confidence and things aren't going well for you. It's hard to reverse that. I've always had great admiration for coaches who were able to turn their team around and get them going again. But some teams, once they are heading, you know, it's like steering the, you know, the Queen Mary, you know. Once you get it going in one direction, to get the direction changed. But if he's hurt, if he is hurt, if he, if he has some sort of condition that you think can linger, then you can't play him. If, if you don't think he can perform, then don't play him. Maybe it's, um, I believe in limiting risk too. And maybe this isn't fair to the actual player, honestly. So let me leave the door open to that. But do you remember the year when BYU started, I want to say it was 6-0, and Gordon, with Taysom? They beat Texas, and they were they were rolling. And then Taysom Hill gets hurt on the last play of the game, again, or close to the last play of the game, against Utah State. Remember that, where he, he hurts his knee? Again. And then our guy Christian Stewart comes in and plays all right, but the team, I think, lost three or four games in a row after that as they were trying to get their footing under them, and what could have been a special season turned out not to be. Yeah. So, and – if memory serves, all BYU had to do was basically take a knee, and they didn't, and Taysom got hurt. So yeah, the point right. is, point is, the the what if, the 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 unlikely scenario in this case derailed what could have been a really special season. If you remember that year, ESPN their little predictometer or whatever had it uh, BYU likely most likely to finish undefeated that year, and that one play against Utah State where the game was in the bag completely derailed that season. And so if you if you look at it from a risk mitigation standpoint, if he's not playing, he's likely not getting hurt. Is that the, are you thinking of the right year? Because when he came in, it was, I, I thought that was the year that he was really young. Uh, but maybe – I know he got hurt almost every time he played Utah State. <laughs> so uh, – it, maybe, it happened maybe. two years in a row where he got yeah. hurt against Utah State. Well, anyway, the, what you, the, the point you're making is is true. I, I was thinking about, though, what if the player says, I can play? You know, we saw that with Donovan Mitchell uh, in the playoffs this last year. Uh, he thought he was ready to play, and he was told, no, you're not ready to play, and he was pretty ticked off about that. What if the player says, no, I'm good to go? And what do you that's do? what I, I guess that's what I was saying. I'll leave the door open to it's not fair to the player. He only has so many games he's able to play. In and if he says he's then, ready, right, yeah, right. Man. but your job is to coach the team to have the best season possible. Who I guess what you're asking is who wins out when the the players' wishes conflict with the coach's strategy. Well, and there's a difference. And between, the answer is the coach. There's a difference between being. Being injured to the point where you, where you know you can you're really putting him at risk and and just he's got some pain, you know. But if the pain is such that it affects the way he throws the football, or the way he moves in the pocket or out of the pocket, now that, that you know that that coach better consult with the doctors and they better get it right because if he can play and it wouldn't affect the results, then yeah, you want to let him play. So, 
I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I don't, you know, maybe none of this is even in doubt. Maybe this is just a bunch of conjecture. Uh, all right, we'll have more coming up next. Uh, we'll get to uh, actually let's let's keep what's going on at five Austin, and let's get into this USC thing coming up next. Jordan Pendleton will be at uh, at four thirty, and uh, PK is going to jump on the show at at four. But uh, Bruce Feldman, good friend of the show, uh, had a piece in the Athletic talking about uh, where USC has gotten it wrong over the past several years. But uh, it's a good Pac-12 discussion. I think an overall good college football discussion. We'll get into some of that next. All right. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State. Obviously, all of us are looking at your quarterback right now, wondering how his health is and what the potential is for him to play in the upcoming weeks. Oh, he'll play. He took a tough shot. He really did. And he could have probably played, but just didn't feel like he could be very effective. And Andrew came in and did a phenomenal job, obviously, with his legs and made some big throws to help us win that thing. But I think he'll practice without a problem. He'll be sore, but would expect on game day that he's ready to go completely. He's tough, and he's been beat up before. I think uh, just that particular night, the back was just at a point where he just didn't feel like he could be as effective as Andrew was, and and he told us, Coach, I I think he's got a better chance of getting us through. I just don't think I can turn on the ball like I need to. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.